Hey guys, about that song everyone's calling in and bitching about? It says you guys do the fans voting, but you guys haven't done that in years. So either you gotta bring back the fans voting or stop using the song, right? Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Cause it's a very good podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They banter about how the week went for each of them And then they segue into the stories and the fans vote Which is the sickest of the week And then they do phone calls and emails It's a funny, 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 funny show Sick and Wrong Podcast Is a wonderful podcast Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. How about them Warriors, Wackerly? It's exciting. I've never been, uh, I've never like watched the NBA. I don't really like uh, college basketball either. Um, but I, I am happy to say I am bandwagging, bandwagoning the shit out of it right now. I'm such a Fairweather fan. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm, uh, sure. Warriors are cool. I've been to a couple games, actually. Like, I give a shit that, like, a bunch of, like, I'm a diehard basketball fan, like, cares if I'm on the bandwagon. Like, fuck off. You're a loser. <laughs> the only reason I care about this is because it's Golden State that's in the championship. It's like, I couldn't really give a shit if it was, like, the Houston Rockets playing the Cavaliers. Right. You know, I really don't like basketball. I find it kind of boring. However... This uh, last game, uh, game one the other day, I watched it because a bunch exciting. of work people. It was very came down the very last minute, and went into yeah. overtime. You know that uh, Draymond Green, who's like the big—I uh, don't even know the positions. What the? What is the big guy? The center. The center, <laughs> that big white guy. No, no, he's a black guy. Oh, um, he doesn't play. He doesn't play con- uh, the whole, all the whole games all the time. But uh, he's from Saginaw, which is one of the tri cities where we grew up. So even more. Of a right. vested it makes interest. makes me feel that yeah. much cooler. That yeah, more of a connection. Team. More of a connection. But I'm sure we would have hung out if we were the same age. I, I think the whole thing is uh, you get Le- LeBron James. He's made it to like the playoffs, I don't know, 20 times. And he always scores like 80 points every game. Yeah, um, yeah the guy's amazing. He's an amazing basketball player. But then you got the Golden State Warriors who haven't actually made it to the playoffs the final game, they haven't won a championship since like 1975, like the yep. year we were born. It's been 40 mm-hmm. years. So yeah. I think what, what's interesting to, to me about this, this, this matchup here is that Oakland's going to riot regardless if they win or lose. That's true. It's going to be a very entertaining riot once this series is done. I'm going to have to stay in that night. Yeah, you should definitely stay in um, holding your weapons. I, I could bring. I could go out to the bar and bring that monkey's paw that one of our fans gave us. Wonder if it's a felony to own that thing. Maybe I shouldn't be mentioning it. The, oh yeah, I forgot about that monkey's paw. Who sent that to you? How did you forget about it? You have one too. Mine's right by my front door on a hook. I, said, <laughs> I, I think I need to uh, beat the mailman down. I think you kept. That. I didn't get the monkey paw. Are you? No, oh, no, you're no, talking no, about no, that no. weapon? Yes. Uh, called, I thought you meant like a real. Paw. I thought you meant a real monkey paw. Oh. The weapon. The weapon, yeah. It's like a giant ball bearing, like 
uh, I don't know, tied up in some kind of a weird lanyard you can <laughs> swing around and crush somebody's eye socket with. Yeah, I forget the the guy was like, uh, I think he worked somewhere in Louisiana or something. He sent that to us. He's either in the Navy or the Coast Guard because it's, it's like a naval, Navy Coast Guard type weapon because the, the cord that it's wrapped up in is like a... Is like a like a boat, naval, like naval ropes on a boat, boat, boat cord. A boat I'm not cord a boat person. So as you can tell, I don't know the terminology. So Wackerly, it's June. It's I'm officially summer. Enthusiast. It is officially summer. Uh, I was wondering that the other day. Is it summer? What's the cutoff date? No, it's June. It's June is a summer. It's I, I think it's after Memorial Day. It's officially oh. summer. Okay. I thought maybe there was like a specific day in June. I, I don't know why I was wondering about it. But. Which means the festivals of San Francisco and uh, Oakland are upon you. Which means yeah, public nudity is going to be mm. something you're going to be witness to if you tend to leave your house. The old hippie that likes to get his clothes off at the festival. I was wondering if that's something that uh, still occurs in San Francisco with all these, you know, the influx of the tech people and uh, the rents raising. Are there still gross old hippies getting naked in public? Is this still the Folsom Street Fair? Are people still walking around with the, you know, big lesbians <laughs> with their floppy titties? But now you're confusing issues. I mean, Folsom Street Fair is a different group than the naked hippie guys that hang out on, you know, down, uh, you know, in the hate. Well, the, but they're still there. I don't think they're being pushed out by the, the tech people and the rising rents and the gentrification so much as they're just dying. I mean, and, those pe- if, you were, if you were 35 in 1965... Then what? You'd be like, you'd be like in your eighties now, right? You definitely don't want to see them naked now. No, but they will get naked. Well, but before, what I'm saying is they're but... they're dying. I wonder if any of those guys like their dying wish is that they like uh, be buried you know, you naked. Know the, well, you know, at the end of Mad Men, when Betty died of lung cancer because she smokes, and she wrote that shitty letter to her uh, to her kids saying, "I want specific this dress. clothes." Yeah. yeah. Do you think the dirty old hippies are like? Do not, under any circumstances, clothe me in the open casket that I demand. I would like, be laid out. You have to go look at his gross cock. I'd hate Ashbury so everybody could walk by me. Yeah. And they could, and they could see my people. exposed penis. Yeah, I wonder if... Um, what I do wonder, it's like, you know, they, they still have a lot of festivals. Do you think they're cracking down on public nudity in certain areas? Like, uh, you know, heavy tourist areas like North Beach, Pacific Heights, the Marina. Do you think they allow people to walk around naked there? Whereas Folsom Street, they're like, or Castro, they're like, eh, yeah. it's par for the course here. That's what happens. I seem to remember there being a lawsuit uh, in the past couple years where they somebody did try to sort of crack down on it because you know yeah, exactly more families are moving with their small children are moving into the, the castro and uh all they could manage to do would i think they you know negotiated it and they ended up with just saying well if you're naked and you're going to sit on a public bench you have to put a towel down that's what it was yeah but i, I think also it sounds like an onion article but that's really what happened that was the that was the ending ending legislation was well just bring a towel with you they actually had to pass regulations for that. I mean, think about it. You're sitting in public trans and some naked guy mm-hmm. sitting on the seat next to you. I'd move. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, the towel issue is not that he's sitting next to you. It's that if you have to sit down in that same spot after him and there's, you know, fluids. So I was up in San Francisco a couple weeks ago when uh, my cousin got married. And yeah. uh, on the way up, uh, uh, my girlfriend and I drove up to like through Marin and we stopped at the Black Sand Beach. You ever been to Black Sand Beach? 
No, I, I don't tend to go over to the ocean side, uh, up here at least, down in sort of Santa Cruz I do, and I just try to stay out of Marin at all costs. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I haven't been there in a few years, but it's kind of a cool beach. It's got like gravel, like black gravel, cool. and and it's sort of private. Like you have to, it's not really private, but it's cut off from. You actually it's have to secluded. hike. Yeah, it's secluded. You got to hike like I don't know a few miles to get to it, like a couple miles, and you get and you go down. So there's not that many people there. I mean, when we were there, there weren't any people. And my girlfriend, she likes being nude in public. Like she in mm. San Diego, she would because they had a couple new beaches. She and her friend. Her hot friend would just go to this one specific beach and get naked and then complain when guys were looking. It's like, you know, two hot <laughs> girls getting naked on a nude. That, that never happens. San Francisco has a number of nude beaches. How many girls do you think you'd see there? Zero. Uh, yeah, zero. <laughs> it's just all dudes. Maybe once in a while, but... Um... But, it, but it's cold. The beaches are cold. So, I, so anyway, we're sitting there and she's like, let's go in the water. And I was like, are you out of your mind? You, you, she's like, come on. And so she just got naked and just like went into the water. And mm. it was freezing water. I couldn't believe it. I was just standing there. She's like, are you going to get naked? I was like, no. I'm not going to go well, the in the other water. Thing, I mean, does she understand that um, the beaches in San Francisco compared to the beaches? I mean, San Diego beaches are meant to surf on and, and have fun and swim and in. Waiting. But the, it's, it's but the beaches in San... The ocean and uh, front beaches in San Francisco, they're dangerous. There's like well, riptides and all that shit and sharks. Yeah, there's like a carcass of a sea lion. Yeah. That like you'll, a, get, you'll get swept out. So, exactly. That's why I was like, you need to be careful here. And and I was sitting there and she was like, you know, you're such a puss. And then I was thinking, I was like, you know. She's correct there. Well, yes. I, I don't like being naked in public. And I'm doing that for the people. You know, I don't want the people to see me naked. But part of it is, too, it's like, you know, that water's freezing. It's freezing outside. You know, I'm, I'm not that I have an average sized dick, but I'm going to be very below average. Oh, shrinkage. There. Yeah. Shrinkage, you know. And I think that's a consideration. You know, I, turtle. You know, so what, what am I going to do? Like, run around to, and, and have her be like, God, I've never seen your dick that small. I, I was <laughs> like, you, you know gotta what? You got to chub it up. But I, yeah, I probably have to chub it up. But so I didn't. What, but then that's kind of obvious. You're like, well, just give me a second. You've got your hand on your pants and you're just gross. Just bent over, just like it. wanking it. What are you jerking it? off? No, I'm just chubbing it up. <laughs> okay. Long story short, I did not get naked in the beach and go mm. in the beach over there. But it made me think about all the, uh, the, the naked events. And then the naked events occur in San Francisco. And then I, get, I come across this article that came out um, about a naked bike ride in uh, Canterbury, Kent in the UK. So a man on this naked bike ride got ejected. He got kicked out of the bike ride for getting a boner, for becoming aroused. <laughs> They're sure it wasn't just his bicycle pump positioned in a strategic way. In a pre-epic manner. Yeah. Um, the aroused and overexcited man was spotted at the start of the World Naked Bike Ride event in Canterbury, <laughs> Kent. He just, he just is uh, overexcited right at the beginning. He didn't even give it any any time to slowly build up. Just right at the beginning. He was fully stoked. Fully erect. <laughs> he was definitely stoked about being there. And so right from the get-go, um, a witness said they, that people, everyone started taking their clothes off, which has to be kind of weird. And you know, most of the people at these events, like... It's, I bet you it's like 70% dudes, 30% women. Okay, well, that's a pretty good ratio, don't you think? Still a lot of guys. It's a lot of dongs. It's a lot of, I mean, would 50%, that'd be better for you? 50-50, I think would work It's only half better. dongs. I'm cool with those flopping around in my face. I like those stats better than 70-30. 
you know, a little more, a little more breasts involved here. Do you think at some point they're going to like, you know, shake up the whole group, like in a Yahtzee jar and like whatever you land on, that's what you have to have sex with. Is that your problem? No, I'm just saying, I just, I'm talking about the scenery. If, if I had to choose a bunch of dongs in front of me, well, or that's like funny that you get a fifty because if, if I had to choose, then I would say like me and a bunch of ladies. Well, I mean, sure. if we're just making up like ideal situations, I'm just saying you're riding your bike. You're going to be asked to like face with a bunch of people in front of you, right. you know. And I would say seventy percent of those are going to be dudes' hairy asses. So you're going to be mm-hmm. driving, staring at a guy's hairy ass for miles. Right. If it was 50, though, you'd be fine. Just have, like, one well, eye on a man's odds, ass and the other eye on a lady's the ass. Odds are, there's a, the, the odds are in your favor. Not in your favor, the half and half. You got a 50% chance of looking at a girl's ass versus a guy's ass. Right, but you're in control of your own bicycle. Even if it's 10%, you can just... <laughs> you're in a, just a group of man ass. Just a bunch of guys <laughs> trying to, like, wedge into this behind the same lady. I think Okay, think hey, of the percentage. Elbow, oh, elbowing each other like it's fucking Mad Max me on Thunderdome. I want to get behind the hot chick. <laughs> Uh, it's 70-30. Think about the 70-30 statistic here. And of that 30%... That you just made up, by the way. That I made up. This fictitious <laughs> yeah. statistic that I'm right. just throwing out here. Of that 30%, how many do you think are hot? Or even attractive? I don't know, 10%. So, okay, you got... Of the 30%, so 3% overall. 3% of these women are actually even attractive. Which kind of leads me to be like, how did this guy get the boner? I don't know. It's a mystery. But should he be victimized? Should he be shamed publicly for having a boner? That's the question here. When you're younger, you get boners um, just out of the middle of nowhere. You know, like when you're hitting puberty, it's up through what? The age of 19, 22 or something like that. You just be in class. (laughs) 30. (laughs) Fucking Casanova over here. Involuntary boners. Yeah. But I don't think this guy's older. This guy's like. 45 or something does it, I don't, say? it doesn't actually say his name or his age but i'm thinking probably what 20s or 30s i think older i think the average age of these like naked bike rides and things that they do is usually probably hovers around 43 there's some younger people but then there's like the people who are like 60 so the average i would say is like 38 to 40 38 to 40 it's, i would say but yeah i'd yeah. say it's probably so I, i'm gonna count out there. i'm gonna count out the just random, randomly, spontaneously occurring youth boner. Something else going on but, here. Okay, there's youth boners, but I think an involuntary boner can occur. I get them, you know, I get them at work occasionally. Okay, well, when you say occasionally, what? Like w- once a week or once every five years? Uh, well, maybe once a year, you know, once every few. It's been a while, I guess. But I mean, it happens. Yeah, none of, okay, are you talking like a full fledged, like full mass boner? Or are you talking like just a chub? Well, this guy got kicked out of this thing. Of course, it had to be a full mast. He's not going to get kicked out because his, his dick is just looking nice and plump. <laughs> okay, well, listen to what happened here. Now, this is what, where I'm getting here, this public shaming. So everyone was taking their clothes off. Get ready for the ride. All of a sudden, he can he barely d- get his pants off. <laughs> you like heard gasps. This witness said, I heard gasps. And I turned around, and it was a horrible sight. Oh, the horror. If I'm this dude, though, I'm feeling pretty p- proud of myself. If women are gasping at my... I don't think anybody's... Any woman... Even if I had a full, fully hard, erect penis, I don't think any woman's going to gasp. Look at his taunter. Oh, my Lord. It's disgusting. It's like Big Ben. <laughs> but I mean, is it kind of like this, this witness is making it sound like you took a shit in the pool and everyone's like immediately running away. You I mean, know, maybe you're just he is standing just a there. John Holmes motherfucker. 
maybe it's maybe it's like you know 11 inches and like the size of a beer can or or maybe i mean he was you know kind of like me you're in public you don't want to look too small so you try to chub it up a little bit you know you you touch it a little bit chub it up a bit and next thing you know he went too beyond chub i'm too far now (laughs) there's no going back i got a boner Like the toothpaste back in the tube, it's not going to happen. So what, what are they? So what? what they, you got to have a floppy dick. Are there like boner inspectors at these events? I mean, was it like pulsating, <laughs> <laughs> just dripping pre cum? <laughs> yeah. Was it like a John Carpenter prop, and then that's why he had to get kicked out? You know. I mean, I, I guess people. This is the witness was like. It's fair to say he was overexcited and got aroused. It looked like he was enjoying the event a bit too much. So one of the organizers actually went over to the guy and was like, "You need to put your trousers back on." And he was like on a walkie-talkie, mm-hmm. and he said the guy looked sheepish when he was spoken to by the police. So the guy was embarrassed. I mean, he must have been embarrassed. He just got publicly shamed for having an erection. Hmm. You know that you don't even know could have happened. Like this guy could have popped a Viagra beforehand. Or half of Viagra. Just thinking, I'm, you know, I want to chub up a bit. I want to look mm-hmm. like I have a decent dick. And if not, he would have been like, you know, a one-inch mushroom, mushroom like in a, a thicket of hair. I think the whole instinct that, oh, I'm going to go to a nudist event and I care about what my dick looks like is counter to the whole point of nudism. Of just being a naturalist. Right. Because... Caring about what your dick looks like is is sort of linked to just the whole that you're embarrassed about your body, which the whole point of nudism is to not be embarrassed about your body. That's a hard thing to get over. I mean, it's human nature. Then you're not a nudist. No, I, w- I wouldn't be. <laughs> okay. But I mean, so if you are going to be a nudist, you shouldn't be popping a Viagra because that's counter to the whole movement. I guess if my girlfriend's a nudist and I'm there, I don't want to look like I have the smallest dick in the room. <laughs> you're just there because like... Support. You're being forced to. Or yeah, you're being forced to, like you're, you'd be forced to go because she's like, you know, this is my, my group. This is one of my, my hobbies, my pastimes. And I want you to take interest in my life. So you're like, okay, sweet. I'll, you know, baby, I will go get naked with you at this nudist event. And you go over there and uh, you, do you want to be the guy with the smallest dick in the room? No, I don't. So you, so you pop up. <laughs> but I'm embarrassed. I am. I'm admitting I am embarrassed about my body. <laughs> so that's why I'm not a nudist. I, it, it'd be really hard to be in any kind of relationship where one person was really into nudism and the other person wasn't. No, I think that I don't like my girlfriend likes being naked in public. I, she doesn't force me to do it. She's not a nudist by any stretch of the imagination. You know, like when a guy or a girl is into baseball or something and the other person hates it, but they'll go to a game once in a while and they're just on their phone the whole time. Like you're at the nudist colony, just like reading the wall street journal, <laughs> <laughs> just covering it over. Yeah. With like a hat, you know, a hat on. I'm outside. I always wear a hat. I don't care if we're at a news this colony. <laughs> the uh, spokesman My dicks for- out, isn't it? I'm 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 playing. I'm along. here. <laughs> a spokesman for Kent Police said that that a man that the man had been told to get dressed and leave the race, which he did. Um, they didn't press any charges. Is it a criminal action to get a boner at a nudist event? No, it's just against the etiquette of the of the organization. I just feel like these places, like if you're going to have an event where everyone, there's a bunch of naked people sitting around, a boner is just should be expected. It's inevitable. I mean, I don't think I can get right. a boner in a public setting like that. I mean, it's just kind of, I don't know. I think I probably, I, I would just be thinking about it, but I mean, it, it happens. You got a bunch of guys. It's a, it doesn't really even happen. I think it's rare. outside of that age it could of, happen. of 15 to 23 or whatever we decided upon. I mean, think about it this way. 
you know, we've been in many of a strip club, all us men in the audience. When you go to a strip club, you're not just walking around the strip club with a fucking huge heart on the whole time. And like, there's women gyrating on poles in front of you. But if you get you, when you go dance, to a lap though, dance, you get one. Yeah. Yeah, well, then they're rubbing their ass right in your crotch. But but yeah, that's I not. That's not. I mean, if you, that's not happening at the nudist bike ride. Yeah, I don't think you get an insta boner here. No. as soon as you walk in here. Yeah, I think this guy knew exactly. I mean, he was just a pervert. But the fact that he was embarrassed when he was talking to the organizer. I mean, do you think he like walked well, he's embarrassed away, put his he trousers got caught on? Being a pervert. Do you remember this when we were, were both at the University of Michigan, our alma mater? Uh, it was a big thing where like at graduation every year around this time, I guess earlier than this time, May or something, uh, they had that thing called the Naked Mile. The where, Naked Mile. You know, is it a longstanding tradition, like going back to, I don't know, the 40s or something? Yeah, the 40s or 50s, I think. And it was, I guess at the beginning, it was just like the law school, you know, they went through their grueling law school program and then they would graduate and all the law school students would get naked and run this mile circuit through like the center of campus. Celebration, yeah. Celebration. And then, you know, everybody wanted to jump on the bandwagon. So like you'd have freshmen doing it and like, what what the, you know, that weren't even in law school. Like, oh, it's just a naked mile. It's fun. But then what happened is all the perverts got involved and you, you know, you'd you'd go up, we would get wasted and go watch it because why wouldn't you? Of course, and, uh, it was a big event. But then mm. there's people who weren't participating and also weren't wasted, but they had their digital cameras <laughs> and they're just like, you know, in their long ass greasy trench coat and they would hang out like at, at key points of the race just to get pictures of hot chicks without their clothes on. Girl it, next door types. No, I like those stats though. There were some hot girls that ran those. Uh, I mean, I, I guess they're probably Which is more why dudes, I don't know why, you, why you're girls. assuming this 70-30 thing. I just think of these organized events... It's this not was college. An event. It's yeah, not but in college, college you know, I mean, this is outside of college, and it's for any age. So that's why I, Girl, I feel girls like, were dumber and willing to engage in this kind of thing. And they're probably drunk, and they're just like, "I'm gonna." Girls got wild. That's that's probably why they stopped the naked mile. They said the last no, naked mile for was sure. In they had to stop it. Yeah, the, the 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 school, the university had to stop it, not because there was a problem that all these naked people were running around, but because yeah, there were too many perverts taking pictures, and that was when the in- internet was just uh, coming on the scene, and then there'd be <laughs> web pages with the photos of all these uh, co-eds. Yeah, like we were, before uh, we started the show, we were just doing a little research, quote unquote. But we did a search <laughs> for like up. University of Michigan Naked Mile, and it's like, dude, there are some hot girls. Yeah, but, I mean, good, do beavers. a search for that, and you can see a lot of naked people. Big beavers because it was like 1998. But yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember being like, it was like a, an event. Like you knew it was going to happen that night. Everyone was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, let's get drunk, let's get high, and go check out the Naked Mile." I didn't really have any friends that ran. You know, the only person I ever saw that that ran is. I remember being kind of surprised by it too. There was a girl that lived in my hallway um, my sophomore year. She lived in the East Quad. In a room off your hallway, not in. Well, the you know, hallway. we had co-ed. We had co-ed hallways, so right. she had a room. Yeah, she didn't live in the hallway, but we, you know, they they had like boy girl boy girl rooms. So it was right. like, and, and she, I don't know if she was from India. She was Indian, but she was super hot. Just this like really hot, like oh, unattainable English or uh, Indian yeah. woman. Super white teeth, dark, long, Yeah, like long hair. hair. I mean, she was just like, she was Beautiful really skin, attractive. Eyes. But I mean, she wouldn't, I don't even think she'd talk to a white guy, let alone like this creepy white guy with tattoos and dreadlocks. But I was nice to her. Her name is Fatima. And she like lived in the hallway. She was super hot. Everybody was like, ah, oh, can you, let's try to shag Fatima. No, nothing ever happened. She was really shy. I think she was like pre-med or something. But then sure enough, we're at the uh, Naked Mile. We're sitting there and then who comes running down? It's like Fatima, butt naked. Yep. 
There you go. Yeah. Wish I had a Nobody camera had back cell then. Phones. Yeah, oh God. Much less a cell phone with a camera on it. Yeah, that's why they had to that's why they had to stomp it. Right. But yeah, that was uh that was And a- if if girls did it now, they would be like, Yeah, obviously my picture's gonna be on somebody's Facebook page. But back then there's no you know, Facebook. They're like, wait a minute, that guy taking pictures, now it's on the internet for everybody just to search on Lycos <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to run to the school and the school's like, All right, shut it down. Yeah, they shut it down. I wonder how many curves. boners how many boners do you think happened at that? I bet you a, a lot, lot of guys I mean, a lot the, of guys were probably chubbing it up those for that. Those guys with the cameras were there specifically to jack off to the photos later and provide it for other people to jack off to. But I'm sure a lot of they frat were not boys not like art projects or anything. Well, I'm sure a lot of frat boys that ran those events. You're running with your friends, you probably see your sorority chicks, you know, that you're friends with. Um, you probably chub it up because you don't want to be the smallest dick around the mile. Right. Well, those guys also probably actually got laid that night. Yeah, probably afterwards, yeah. Where we all were just fucking plastered on... Gawking. 40s of Mickey's malt liquor and then went back and got super high and passed out on the couch. Yeah, and probably puked on the floor. Yeah. Um, So I was reading this blog here that uh, at at nudist resorts, um, erections are an unwelcome sight in a public nudist setting, any public nudist setting. But but there's, you know, differing opinions on it. Um, Yeah. They say here that uh, yeah, they they most erections are because you're aroused, and it's you know it's it's um, you know your your dick gets blood rushes to your penis or whatever. Um, but they say that prepubescent boys also experience occasional hardening of the penis for no reason, and that's what they call that the involuntary hardening. So sexually oriented thoughts are not the only thing that causes you to get a boner. It's normal for guys to get erect several times a day for no particular reason. I don't think it's that common. Several but it can times happen. a day, it can I, happen. I mean, yeah, but do sleep boners? Are they counting that in? Because I'm not counting sleep boners. Well, they they say it's normal for a man to get erect during uh, REM sleep. Yeah. So I mean that that happened. But if the, you're talking about that, then that I I consent to. But I'm not getting random boners at work. But this is this is supporting my point though. An erection can still can be impossible to control, especially amongst younger guys. So this guy's 40 years old. He's at this biker thing. He's probably thinking, I can't get a boner. I can't get it. I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not aroused. Next thing you know, boner. It happens. Mm. So I don't think it automatically signals sexual arousal, but it, but it can, and people think it can. So they say here, erections can subside on their own or after ejaculation. So if you're in, so if you're in a public setting and uh, you're, in, you're in a nudist resort and you get a boner, they actually have etiquette about what you should do. So the, the new established nudist direction etiquette is to cover up with a towel or just go into any body of water until the moment passes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because that's how I treat when I have to take a piss when I'm out like, at a campsite. Just go into water. Just go into water and just sit Relieve down. Relieve yourself. Come back <laughs> in. It's like, wouldn't that be great? You're just like in the hot tub. Can't get out now. Right. Just stuck in here. Or I cover know. up with a towel. Doesn't that towel. just draw an attention to it? I mean, once you put the towel there, everybody knows what's going on. It's just they don't have to look at your one-eyed trousers. <laughs> Bob has a boner again, pervert. Um, You're a towel. They say that. Get me off this thing. <laughs> <laughs> they say that in Do nudist job, clubs, having an involuntary erection or temporary arousal is usually tolerated as long as guys are discreet about it. But the problem is. Some guys flaunt or walk around with a prolonged visible erection, and that's against the rules, and that's when you get ejected. So maybe this, this guy in this biker race 
gets a boner and was just kind of walking around, you know, arms right. akimbo. Sticking it in the people's fucking spokes. You know, doing his little, uh, their little boner dance. It's sticking the it in spin. spokes. <laughs> meat spin. <laughs> it's like full on meat spin going on over here. Hmm. Um, some naturists feel the need, and this is why I think the, the boners are so horrific to a lot of these nudists. Uh, they feel the need to protect their children from sexual exposure. So they feel that the, they fear that the vision of an erect penis will send their progeny into a state of confusion and cause psychological scarring. Hmm. Maybe not take your kids to a nudist colony. You know, what causes psychological scarring is taking your six year old to a nudist colony. Right. I, I couldn't even imagine that. Like, I didn't even know. I mean, and that's, that's the thing when you go up in Northern California, especially like or all the way up, like Portland, Maybe not out of Washington, it's too cold. But you go to like beaches or parks, they have like nudist parks. Right. And they're like, it's totally natural. And treating their children like zoo animals. <laughs> that, that is creepy to me. You're just, you're no different than a monkey. <laughs> just fling your, fling your poo all over the place. It's fine. I, I just, it's, I couldn't imagine being like, uh, seeing my friend's mom's, it's like, and dad just butt naked. Like we're going. What's the, what's the protocol on that? If you're at a nudist colony, can you just like, Sort of just walk five feet away and like take a piss. What about a BM? <laughs> Can you just squat down if you're like outside at a picnic? Just stay in the pool till it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's doing that anyways. When they even when they have swim trunks on. So what happens? But let's if- say you're at a nudist picnic. Like, do you have to go to behind a tree to piss, or do you just be like, well, you guys are all looking at my dick anyways? Just. I don't think you would just piss right on like the picnic blanket. No, not on the blanket, but like what about just five feet away? Full visibility, dude. No, I think Why you not? still have. To, I think you still have to have some modesty if you, you know. Exp- oh, now we got modesty at your nudist picnic. Well, mm. I think if you're like doing, you know, a, a, a expelling waste a from your body, <laughs> doing a BM, huh. you know. Um, I don't know. I don't go to these things. So, what do you think the protocol is if you know when you you, you raise your kid nudist? You're as a toddler, you probably don't notice it. Maybe even like when you're seven or eight, you're like. This is totally normal. I can just be naked with like uh, my brothers and sisters and my my parents' family friends. True. But then what happens? When does it stop? When you're like 13? You have to go to school. Yeah, but what about the summer vacations? Like, would you take, do you think nudists take their 14-year-old son? See, that's when you get unwanted boners. Right. I mean, I, 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 I just, well, I don't know how I'd feel about that. <laughs> Your I mean, it would be taking you a nudist, nudist summer vacation. Well, I mean, it'd be kind. I just probably. I know exactly how I would feel about it. I would hate it. I would hate it. I, mean, I couldn't even imagine that. Not, not to mention just seeing your parents naked on a regular basis. That's psychologically scarring. When you go with your parents to nudist summer vacation, do, do you think the dad, like, as soon as he gets in the car to drive to the nudist camp, like, takes off all his clothes, or does he wait till he gets there? And no nudity in the car. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, your dad's just like, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Time for our nudist vacation, our annual nudist trek. Thankfully, right, right gets into the Dodge, you know, whatever Valiant Dodge minivan. Yeah. Thankfully, taking my I, pants uh, off right away. Never had to see the rabbi or my mother naked. That's Going was... through the Burger King drive-through, <laughs> we would like uh, three whoppers, <laughs> sir. <laughs> is that your cock? <clears throat> Why, yes, it is. You can place an onion ring on my boner. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you know, 
I got to say, I think this guy was unfairly victimized here. And you got like Jezebel.com talking about how men get erections in public and ruin all these nudist events that, <laughs> you know, it's like these wholesome nudist events. It's like, you know what? You're naked in public with men and women. Boners are going to occur. Hmm. You know, should you embarrass and publicly shame some guy for having a natural reaction? If if the guy was walking around wanking off his boner, yeah, you can't jack and, it. Clearly. Yeah, you can't jack it. I think if there's no jacking going on and a boner just happens, let it be. Just look away. You know, you don't have to be like gasping in horror. I still maintain that this guy had like an 11 inch cock. <laughs> I think you know what even better. Put your fucking pants on and ride your bike around. That's what I don't understand is riding your bike without pants on. It's fucking like gross. Even, no, it, it's it's like it's potentially extremely painful. Like, yeah, your know, balls like on the like seat. a lot of pinching your nutsack on that little uh, bicycle seat. Yeah, I don't or even God know. forbid, yeah, like you get it, you do get it caught in a chain or something, <laughs> like a fucking Lorena Bobbit. And that's why you can't have sex. It's like oh, a horrible biking accident. Really? Why were you really? biking why was your naked? Cock out? Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> Is that the world naked bike ride? <laughs> and I got a boner. What's the point of the world naked? Is it like to support some like fucking rainforest or something? I think it's just to discuss the normal public. Just to hey, who are you to say who's normal? <laughs> People, this is episode four eighty six here. Sick and wrong. You know the way the show works. Send in your stories. We read them here in the air. If we give you credit, we'll send you a sick and wrong care package. Um, we did get an update uh, about a, a, an older story we did. A couple oh, weeks we ago. Yeah. Some guy sent this in. Well, a few guys sent in. Some people sent in articles. Some people sent via Facebook. But that French bartender that we were talking about a few weeks ago that served the guy 56 the guy shots. 78 shots or whatever. Con- convicted of manslaughter. So he's going to jail. Oh, boy. A suspended jail, jail sentence. And he's banned for a year of working behind the bar. So I, I'm I don't sure he has a lot of other skills. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Not. Lesson learned there. You don't want to... Don't want to serve someone 56 shots of booze. Um, Before we get to our first story, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. First story here comes in from Ryan. Uh, Ryan writes, when you're homeless, does it really matter if you're covered in shit? Hmm. Yeah. I guess it does. I mean, you're still a person. It's unhealthy to be covered in your own shit. I think it invites infection and parasites. Yeah, hepatitis. That's how it's spread. Mm. But I'm sure there's a lot of homeless people, though, walking around with, like, shitty pants on. Because I think you get to the point where you're, like, so heavily addicted to drugs, you know, you just shit your pants, and it's like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, where's my next uh, hit of horse? But I think if given the choice, I think they'd be like, sure, I'd, I'd rather not wear shitty pants. I'd rather wear a nice clean pair of trousers. But what I'd really rather have is some more drugs. <laughs> so if there's three things, I'm taking the more drugs. That's what happens. So the homeless guy, the homeless protagonist of this story, definitely got covered in shit. 
Uh, witnesses mm. knock over a portable toilet while the man was inside pleasuring himself. Hmm. It's happened in Portland, Portland, where there are a lot of homeless people. It's horrifying. Yeah, remember we were there for, uh, was it P-Town's bachelor party, wasn't it? Yeah, I do remember. A lot of strip clubs, a lot of homeless people. But there, Not they, as many as San Francisco, though. And they're different kinds of homeless people. Well, there it's like you get a lot the... A uh, white uh, crust punks. Crust punks are addicted to heroin. I'm sure there's a lot mm-hmm. of like needles everywhere. But like in, in San Francisco, you have like, you know, crackheads. Yeah. You have like crack addicts, like walk around Tenderloin. A lot of uh, crazy Vietnam vets. I mean, there's a lot of them, that. But, yeah. but I didn't see as much of that in Portland. Portland is mostly like gross white people with dreadlocks, you know, and shitty tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, so a homeless man here continually masturbated in a portable restroom with the door open. Finally learned out the hard way that his actions were not appreciated. I mean, I get the sense that he'd been doing this for like months every day. Yeah, repeatedly. I think, and he was obviously doing it on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, um, got him off. But I mean, masturbation must be an issue for homeless people anyway. It's like, you don't have a home. Where do you spank <laughs> I it? I think they've just sort of. Let it all hang out. I'm, I'm surprised he went into the porta potty, aren't you? You know, I've, yeah, that's, that's what I'm surprised. At least this guy went into try to get shelter. You know, had he but closed the, the door. At the same time, I think I read the story, and he was like leering at people and sort of invite, you know, you know, trying to make it as visible as possible to specific other homeless people who who took action. Yeah, this guy was putting on a show okay. here. Like, this is a malicious boner. <laughs> like a this is puppet on the- show. <laughs> the porta pop potty was his personal puppet booth. Puppetry stage. of the penis. There How many times go. did you see that when that was in San Francisco? <laughs> Zero. I saw did it on TV, a, though. Did you get an annual pass? Um, yeah, but this is a malicious boner. Compared to the boner, I think, I'm maintaining from the other story we just did in England, I think that's like an involuntary boner that just occurred at a nudist event. Whereas this, this guy maliciously is He's using that it. boner. He's spanking yeah, We made that clear, right? Yeah. He's jacking it. So it, it all started around 8 a.m. Thursday morning at the foot of the Hawthorne Bridge where all the homeless <laughs> people live with the trolls. <laughs> okay. I do love how like, you find these like homeless encampments. Like They go out in the streets and they beg and they hang out on the streets, but then they go back to like their communities. Yeah, there's one near my house. It's like under a bridge? Uh, yeah, pretty much. There's this tunnel, and it's sort of right, right near the opening of this tunnel, and then there's an overpass over it. Yeah, so they have all these tents. They have all these great drugs. I mean, I should go hang out there. It sounds like a fun time. It's like camping. Uh, probably wouldn't go at night. Why not? Maybe. That's when all the good drugs come <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that uh, documentary about Vegas, uh, the homeless people that live in the tunnels below the casinos? No, but I saw one about the same thing in New York City a long time ago. Yeah, it's like homeless people live in those abandoned tunnels. Yeah. This isn't an enclosed... They're sort of in the open, but they're underneath the overpass and near the tunnel. Let's put it that way. Usually it's like homeless people and uh, pedophiles. Because, you know, it's like you, you come <laughs> out... Yeah, because you can't live anywhere else. So it's like... It's hard uh, to get rented to when you uh, have a pedophile conviction I gotta go live on in your a record. Tent. <laughs> um, so a 48-year-old homeless man was pleasuring himself inside a portable toilet, portable toilet with the door open. I would have a hard time getting over the smell <laughs> getting reasonably aroused. Those portable toilets are pretty rancid. Maybe that's why he had the door open. You know, <laughs> to get a, from ventilation? Dissipate the odor. It's a good idea. Well, could you imagine like what this homeless... This, it's, it's like filled with homeless, homeless turds. Like, this is like homeless people who don't eat all that healthy to begin with. 
You don't think any non any homed people are using this uh, portable toilet? I'm surprised that uh, they even have one. The San Francisco doesn't give the homeless people portable toilets. Well, all, you know, all of the Tenderloin is their toilet. Is their toilet? Yeah. <laughs> as anybody who's ever been there can attest. Or anyone who's ever like that. who's ever parked a car there can attest because yeah. they shit in between the parked cars. Yeah. Sometimes they just shit right out in the open. When, it, when that's when you're like, "Come on, dude." There's a protocol. You go in between the cars, not just right in my path. I'm looking at your open hole. <laughs> That's the thing with walking through, uh, I think any city, but definitely San Francisco. Even if it's going to save you like maybe five minutes, don't cut through the alley. No. Like just, just walk the side or stay on the sidewalk. Cause this the alley And this is just one of the reasons not to do it. I mean, yeah. there's a whole list of like six or seven things you're going to find back there that you don't want to find, but you're going to, the chances of you stepping on human feces is way higher. If you walk Very through high. the alley, cause that's where they shit. I mean, they go and they shit in between parked cars and the alley. <laughs> they consider know? it once. I remember uh, my brother, some guy shit like on his front bumper. Jeff. <laughs> of yeah. his car. Oh yeah. It was great. And we were, we were going somewhere and he was so pissed off about it. There's nothing you can do. You're never well, I mean, what do you do? The person. What are you going to do? A DNA analysis? No, he was trying to get me to to take a piece of newspaper and move it off, like with the SF Weekly. I was like, no, I'm not touching it. He's like, come on, I'm giving you a ride. Come on. And it's just he was getting really upset. I'm like, no, it's your car and your shit. You own that shit now. Hmm. And so then, yeah, he like was like, fine. And he went and just grabbed like a, a piece of newspaper and just like knocked it off the car. It's just he was very upset. I wish it would. I wish we got there earlier during the act because I don't know what my brother would have done. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I figured the turd would fall off eventually. Yeah, it'll fall, yeah. Or, or it'll harden into some kind of a petrified log. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like uh, did Boss Hog have bull horns on the front yeah, of his Cadillac? Yeah, just a turd horn. <laughs> I think Jeff. I think Jeff that would fit in with his whole fucking persona. <laughs> so the turd uh, ornament. The guy's in the Porta John here. He's got the door open. He's masturbating, visibly like visibly masturbating to the disgust of the other homeless people in the uh, encampment. And uh, so one of the uh, one of the other homeless women said he was flashing us over and over again. And we asked him multiple times to stop, and he wouldn't. So they they were like, you know, shut the door, you sick fuck. I can't. And they're yelling it at too bad. him. Plus, I like it when you look at me. <laughs> Um, so their friend, I guess one of the homeless guys, thought it would be funny just to get up and jump, be- jump behind the porta potty and kick it. So they went behind the porta potty and they kicked it. They knocked it over and it fell face down onto the door side. Ooh, the most horrifying configuration <laughs> of being trapped in a porta potty. Uh, there's no word on how the man occupied his time while he waited for the emergency services to come and rescue him. So they called. What do you fire. think he was doing? Playing Candy Crush. <laughs> I don't know if he's playing Angry Birds on his phone, but uh, yeah, I think he he had to wait, and they didn't say how long he had to wait until uh, the fire department came and actually rescued him. <laughs> what do you think he said as he came out? It's not cool, man. It's not fucking cool. <laughs> Quit ruining my buzz, man. You guys. Or another suck. Good thing would just be like, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Houdini. Yeah, it's like Houdini. Um, The 48-year-old man was rescued from the toilet by the uh, Portland Fire Department, and he emerged covered in fecal matter. And chem... I mean, (laughs) let's not forget. And chemicals, right? I mean, those porta-potties, it's not like an outhouse. It's just a pit full of dung. 
It's like the porta potty. It has all those bl- like weird, blue, harsh chemicals. Yeah, that blue. Uh, it's almost more is. gross when you go to in one and it doesn't. I mean, it smells like shit, but it, like it doesn't smell enough like shit. You're like, what the fuck kind of caustic crap is down there? And I'm breathing this shit all in because I actually do shut the door when I go in there and do my business. <laughs> when you masturbate in a porta john. <laughs> yeah, when I'm beating off with a fucking my one of my finger up my ass in a porta john. You shut the door. I because, shut the door, uh, yeah. but you know I try and get it over Out with as soon as possible others. because those chemicals can't be good to be breathing in for the, long periods of time. That's like if you go to the state fair or something, you know. Yeah. Or like I definitely a, wouldn't want to get them a on festival. Me. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I imagine it probably. Well, I probably would rather have the chemicals than the shit. Hmm. You know, but hey. <laughs> you're gonna turn into the toxic avenger but okay so the guy comes out covered in fecal matter due to the circumstances police did not arrest the man i think due to not wanting to put him in the back of their car I because mean, right. some cops have to clean their own cars hmm how does that work so i think, think there'd be like a car cleaner guy i think it's like a taxi guy like a taxi cab you know well, like but t- yeah but police have a stronger uh union labor union so if they're back at their seats, like, but, but this is eight in the morning. So if they were to put this guy in the back seat, the car's going to smell like shit all day. Right. I think you can go exchange it for a new car hmm. down at the cop shop. That's interesting. I, I don't really know. I'm just <laughs> speculating. I mean, if I, I would want our, my union leader to sort of negotiate that I don't have to clean the shitty. I mean, cause there's always people doing weird shit, bleeding back there and, and like, you know, shitting themselves and then having to, you know, being covered in porta potty shit and chemicals. I think that's what cops get used to, like in Portland, San Francisco, is like having the plastic gloves. Because you're not actually touching any of these people. No. You don't want to get any kind of STD. But this guy, I mean, what do you arrest him? It's like now now he gets actually a shelter and food. Can't you just call the fire department and have them bring the hose? Spray him down. (laughs) Yeah, just spray him down. Uh, Physically, he's fine, but he had a crappy day, said uh, Portland Police Chief Willie Halliburton. Fortunately for him, he had some clothing he could change into and clean himself up later on. It worked out okay for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it did. So what does this guy do? Do you I think mean, he's going to develop a phobia about porta potties? I, I hope not, because then he's going to be shitting in public. <laughs> he can just move to San Francisco where it's normal. The individuals who helped tip the toilet left a note on it that read, That's what happens for showing your dick. Vigilanteism. Street justice. Street justice went down yeah. here in Portland. I mean, this guy just didn't, he d- didn't have good situational awareness. Like, of course you're vulnerable. And you're, and you're fucking with the people who have, you know, can e- easily get one over on you when you're trapped in the port john I mean, I, I guess this guy didn't even know. He's lucky that he didn't get rolled in the port john They just knocked it over. Right. I mean, they could have rolled it up, you know, kicked it and rolled it around. Sort of mixed it up. Like a yeah. <laughs> went to a hill and, and just bank, pushed it down. Make all that? <laughs> but what happens now? So the guy is covered in shit, you know, and uh, the cops leave. Yeah. Does he just hang out and be like, yeah, sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, you guys got me. <laughs> you guys got <laughs> won't me be doing that again. Time. <laughs> but then you don't want him around either, you know, because he smells like your shit. Well, he changed his clothes. Yeah, I guess he did. You can watch him in that river that that bridge goes over. It's all part of the comedy of living in a homeless encampment. (laughs) Comedy. They should make a sitcom. I mean, they don't really make sitcoms anymore. It's all reality programs. I guess you could make a reality program. I think it'd be a good reality show. I'm thinking more like a Hogan's Heroes, though. And instead of a Nazi concentration camp, 
Was it a concentration camp in Hogan's Heroes? No, I thought it was Korean War, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was definitely World War War II. II, They were in a... They were in a in, uh, prisoner in a camp, of war yeah, camp, POW but not camp, really a was, concentration. Yeah. They weren't being gassed. Mash was Korean War, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, I'm getting, a, Come on. getting my army shows mixed up. Do I up. need to start a news show with Steel, somebody who actually has a working knowledge <laughs> of crappy TV shows? Would you call it Hobo's Heroes or Hero That's Hobo's? A good one. Hobo's Heroes would be a good name for it. I like that. We'll <laughs> have to talk about this after the show. What do you got here for the second story? Mine is not nearly as whimsical as yours. It says, maybe Texas shouldn't have shut down all the planned parenthoods. I blame Rick Perry for ghetto abortions, says Will. Rick Perry. You know he's running again. Yeah. Were you overjoyed when you saw that? I like Rick Perry. I think um, I think he's hilarious. I think he was... I mean, I think Texas has a way better economy than than California's. I also think it's funny that um, you know, everybody's like, <laughs> there's so many Republicans right you know in the primary. It's crazy, all these nut jobs. But like, is it better that the Democrats only have one person and it's just a fucking like foregone conclusion that it's gonna be Hillary? Like that to me is pretty pretty like I don't know, a scary description of the Democratic Party. That there's a chosen one. Yeah, no, I think the Democrats definitely should have some more candidates. But I think the candidates that would be opposing Hillary wouldn't be this gallery of buffoons like mm. Rick Santorum, Michelle Bachman, Herman well, Cain. Michelle Bachman's not. I mean, Michelle. I'm Bachman just saying they get. Cain. I mean, like Mark Rubio, fine. That guy's like a regular politician. What do you feel about? I'm sure Rand he really Paul. listens to Wu Tang. Rand Paul, that, that that guy also. I mean, I'm, yeah, he's got like I don't <laughs> yeah, agree with everything he says. Clowns in there. But there, it's just like the Republican Party just kind of gets these nut jobs that do come in, and it's it makes for an entertaining primary. Whereas the Democrats just go with one person. Um, I don't know. I think it just you have to be kind of a weird fucking person to like try and go into politics. Especially like to have that much public exposure with your life. That's why, and then like, and that's why they always find out that these guys are hypocrites because they're like they're getting prostitutes or they're jacking off in an airplane bathroom. Well, they're all they're all have that sort of uh, the same thing that CEOs of companies have. They're like halfway psychotic. Yeah, that psychopathic tendency. They don't really see other people as like equivalent to them. But but the Republicans do tend to get a uh, inordinate amount of nutters. There are some buffoons. Primaries. I mean, Bobby Jindal is a fucking weirdo, and obviously Rick Santo. I mean, there are so, there's so many of them that are so fucking crazy religious that it's really bizarre to me. Yeah, that, that makes more bizarre. But I Mike mean, Huckabee. It, but, but that's why the Democratic primary is just boring. It's like, why even have it? Well, I, there, there's definitely things to be... I, I, we should just cut this yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> there's things to be argued on, even if you're left-leaning, that like, you know... Hillary Clinton's not doing it for me, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, anyways, but whatever. We could go on We move forever. on. <laughs> this happened in Texas. In Dallas, Texas. I've never... I've been through Texas and to some towns, but I, I do want to go there more. Like, I'd like to go to Austin and hang out. Pretty cool place. A lot of good music from there. I have never been to Texas. I think I might have been to Dallas when I was a little kid, but I've, and I've never been to Houston. These are big cities. I mean, these are big, like... You know what second tier they're not they're not los angeles's new york city's chicago's but they're sort of in that second tier um large city but i've never been there i've heard it's a cool city too yeah uh uh anyway there's a 14 year old girl 
she, actually she's 16 now but at the time of this incident uh she was 14 and she's got a family down there texas cedric jones 27 sharon jones 45 cecilia mcdonald 25 lonel mcdonald 27 well, who's the african american african americans clearly i don't oh. know because she's only 16 they don't give her name so you can't tell hmm. one of these people is 45 the rest of them are 25 and 27 so maybe sharon jones is the mother and then they're they probably actually i mean anyone could be the dad right <laughs> maybe the dad's not even in this group dad might not even be in the picture well they're all arrested on tuesday this past tuesday uh they're charged with engaging in organized criminal activity according to online jail records. So that could be anything, right? But like here's what mafia. happened. Let's just get over get it over with. They uh, all beat this 14-year-old for six hours, uh, repeatedly kicking her in the abdomen because they were trying to induce uh, an abortion. Wow. Or, or a failed pregnancy. I guess abortion means you're like actually in a doctor's office getting it done professionally. But when you just kick... Your 14-year-old daughter or young child who lives in your same house for some reason, uh, repeatedly for six hours. Is that an abortion or that's just... Uh... Well, they're trying to abort the uh, fetus. But uh, <laughs> how, how, how far along was she? It says here, you'd think I would have... Uh... You think I would have highlighted that? I don't know. Like if she was in like the second or third trimester, I'd be like, oh, that's way worse than... Uh... They were successful. Okay. The teenager gave birth to a stillborn baby hours later. So huh. that that to me says that she was pretty far along. I don't know why, but I, I just the term stillborn baby makes me think that it had like arms and fingers and things like that. She must have been clump. like, yeah, she must have been like a few months, like maybe a couple months away from uh, squeezing it out. <laughs> Once again, we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've never had a kid. Uh... I don't have my like. I don't have like close siblings that had children. I know nothing about it. Well, what I, mean, did, I know you put. I know the basics of how it comes about. But once it's in there, what I don't know. And it's incubating. It grows. It looks like a little a, shrimp was, at one point. What was it that Bill Hicks said? Um, it's not a person until it's in my phone book. Right. So this sounds like it was almost going to be in the phone book because <laughs> I mean, it had arms quite and a legs. Ways from being in the phone book. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the hilarious thing is that, uh... Yeah, this is real hilarious. It's <laughs> yeah, not very hilarious. <laughs> Comedy gold. After the stillborn baby came out, uh, they burned it in a charcoal grill. Wow. Smoky barbecue flavor. You know, in the, in the world of Mad Max, this probably is very commonplace. Right, but we don't live in that world. They live <laughs> no, in we... Dallas. <laughs> but, but I think the fact that we're taking away There's the plant... food, abundant water... Do you Healthcare. think if, if they had a Planned Parenthood, though, like a block away, this no. would have been avoided? No, I don't. Okay. She's now 16. Well, and let me tell you why. Uh, Robert Kayald is 22, and he's the victim's cousin, and he was also arrested Tuesday and charged with aggravated sexual assault of a child. Uh, his bond was set at $25,000. <laughs> they don't necessarily make the connection, but it's pretty clear to me that the young girl told police that she became pregnant after assault, sexual assault by a family member, which must be this guy, right? Oh, okay. So she was raped by a family member. Yeah, so and the uh, theory happening. is that these, the four other family members, to uh, prevent you know this guy from getting uh, thrown in the slammer, I guess, were trying to do this on the down low. 
But I think in a Planned Parenthood, you can go in and get an abortion without question, as long as you mm. were the guardian. I don't know if that's true. I think if the Planned Parenthood uh, people suspect that you got pregnant through, you know, statutory or just straight up rape from a family member, then they I think have, they're going to they report have to that call shit. authorities. And so then right. authorities would have come and they would have they're so they're trying to prevent the arrest of this rapist uncle. Actually the 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 this article has an even more nefarious at least in my mind. I guess that's pretty nefarious, but a, another alternate nefarious reason is that uh, out of they did this out of fear that child protective services would remove the other children living in the home. Okay, all right. So this was like a home of a bunch of were uh, they adopted kids? Well, or they just have kids? I mean, I don't want to use a loaded term here, but I'm gonna. I mean, the term welfare baby. Mm, you know, where people have yeah. kids because you get sort of $4,000 from, you know, extra a month on your uh, social security check or whatever, because you have kids. Well, if the, you know, if child protective services is going to come and start taking those kids away it's $4,000 per month per kid, it's time yeah. to take, I mean, if you're these people, it's time to take matters into your own feet and hands before they kicked the shit out of this lady in her pregnant stomach. They tried birth control pills. <laughs> Un unclear on the sequencing, I think. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, doesn't that work? Uh, unless it's like, uh, you know, the what's the day after, the morning after pill? Yeah, well, they don't say the morning after pill. They say birth control pills. It's a little this late is, for that. Well, it's a little late for this, but I do think if you're pregnant, if you're a lady and he's pregnant, I do think it's a good, good way to fuck up your kid to take a bunch of birth control pills like while you're carrying a child, right? It's clearly doing weird things to your uterus while you're trying to incubate a fetus. So you think by just uh, ODing on like uh, this, the, the, the birth control pill, you can actually abort the kid? Well, I think you can like, or, you know, turn it into a weird flipper baby. Huh. Yeah, I don't know if they were creating one of those. <laughs> the other thing they tried is even crazier is they gave her cinnamon tablets, which, first of I've all, what, is, what the fuck is a cinnamon tablet? <laughs> and... Are those what, like what does little that red, hat, red hot candies or something? <laughs> no, I mean, what, what does that do? Dude, that must be know. like some kind of weird like uh, voodoo superstition thing going Maybe on Maybe the African-American community of Dallas knows something we don't about cinnamon. I'm going to have to look We've into that. the cinnamon challenge, right? I've seen that, but people actually can get, uh, people can die from that. Right. Well, I guess maybe your unborn child can die from a tablet. Hmm. Are you not supposed to eat cinnamon when you're pregnant? I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're not. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm this first I've ever heard of it. It's a great cereal. It's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, and it tastes great on eggnog. Maybe, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it does on placenta. Is that, that's nutmeg. Okay. All right. I <laughs> got my... Uh, my uh, Maybe there's cinnamon in it, too. Condiments messed up here. They look similar. So cinnamon they, talk. So they tried... sick and wrong. <laughs> so they tried the... Uh, Let's just give her a ton of uh, a ton of pills here, birth control right. pills. That didn't work. Let's try the cinnamon thing. It's like, okay, well, that's not going to work. All right, how about a five-man beatdown? For six hours. For six hours. I wonder how long they waited to figure out that the uh, birth control pills and the cinnamon treatment weren't going to work. Like a couple days or like 15 hmm. minutes? <laughs> that's, this, doesn't, this isn't working. Do you think the, uh, the Duggars did this to uh, all the children that their, their eldest son fathered? <laughs> That was a very <laughs> long stretch for a link to a fucking uh, current event. It was a long stretch, but I'm just saying. No, I mean, the Duggars are all about having as many children as possible. I think if, I think if the, the older Duggar child would have 
accidentally impregnated some of the kids, they would have uh, just sort of made up that, well. <laughs> Jesus wanted it to be like, you know, they would do a immaculate reverse conception. Sar- they would do a reverse Sarah Palin. You remember or that just have theory? a retarded this is, kid? This is a, this is, well, the theory probably that maybe you never heard, sentiment. but the theory that maybe you never heard is that, what is the retarded child's name? Twig. Tri- Trig? Not Trig. Twig. <laughs> <laughs> the theory is that maybe Trig was Sarah Palin, you know, her oldest daughter's kid, and that Sarah Palin is pretending that it's her child, both to bolster her image as a pro-life, compassionate conservative, and then also to uh, preserve the image of her oldest daughter, who was, uh, you know, only like 16 or 17 at the time. I did not know that, but it wouldn't surprise me that her kin would give birth to a kid with Down syndrome. I think this is kind of like, this is one of those theories that's sort of lumped in with like uh, 9-11 truthers. Yeah. Like, no, clearly it's Sarah Palin's kid. But I like the Sarah it was a Palin. Theory, it was a theory at the time. It was bounced around. Sarah Palin, retard kid conspira- conspiracies. Uh, I like retard this. is not the um, preferred nomenclature, dude. All right, Down syndrome kid. Just developmentally disabled. How do we go with that? <laughs> I thought he was a physical manifestation of her intellect. It's, two, it's 2015. <laughs> you can't just like insult whole classes of people now because they're because they're disadvantaged. So you you think if the Duggars, like the Duggar son, what's his name, Josh, the molester, mm-hmm. if yeah. if Josh accidentally impregnated the 12 year old, do you think the Duggars the mom would have pretended it was her? She's already had fucking 27. Like anybody would not believe that. Like you're just like, oh, they got another one, and then nobody would do the math. Like, wait, wait, you're, you're pregnant right now. You couldn't have had, everybody should be like, whatever, another fucking kid to put in the clown car. <laughs> the vagina is a clown car theory. Yeah, I think uh, she, she probably would have just kept it. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe they're Here, not going to do. Here's a, a better, uh, here's a better link. Uh, the Duggars that has to do with this whole, you know, how their oldest kid, whatever his fucking name is. Uh, Josh, Josh. Duggar. Josh was, yeah, he was feeling up the other daughters. Um these people were trying to keep the authorities out, these people in Dallas. And also the Duggars were trying to do that. That's why they never reported it to the real authorities. Well, did they send him to some cult to be uh, brainwashed or something or some minister? Well, no, no, their whole, their, whole, their whole fucking fish tank that they live in is a cult. But the, they, sent the, him to a, they sent him to a cop, a sheriff, who was like a friend of the family. Also which a in, molester, in, though. And then guy. he turned out to be a molester. Yeah. Or he had, he had CP, child porn. I think he was Josh's mentor. <laughs> they're like you know instead of sending to the cops they sent him to like a cop but who was a friend of the family and like i guess never reported it or something my wife was trying to explain to me yesterday that i had this wrong that they actually did report it so i could be wrong but but, but they reported they, it. They, they they tried to squash it and keep the authorities as minimally involved as possible and this that's what this family in dallas is doing by kicking this chick in the stomach for six hours keep the authorities out of their business and that's yeah. kind of that's what the what the Duggars. Well, the Duggars. I mean, instead of like you know getting their their welfare checks or their uh, social security checks, the Duggars are getting their TV money. The TV money. The te- the television money, which right. is a which is you know I think analogous to getting a social security check. That's actually another good segue on an interesting thing I read about this whole the whole world that the Duggars live in is the the Duggars don't take any welfare. And, you know, but they have 27 children. <laughs> and there's other people in this in this movement called Quiverful, which is what you're supposed to have. Like, you know, you're supposed to just fucking use your wife's vagina like it's the Holland Tunnel. <laughs> um, 
like you're supposed to have all these kids, but they also very frown on on taking welfare. But other people that are in the program are like, well, that's all well and good for you, Mr. and Mrs. Duggar, but you have a fucking TV show. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to make enough money to support 30 children? Yeah, like 12 kids. I mean, how does that even happen? I don't know. I think a lot of them do take welfare, but they're, you know, they're shamed. Do other members of the cult give them charity? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'd be going to the Duggars and saying, give us some of that sweet, sweet reality TV money. So I can also have 48 children. They're not going to get the reality TV money anymore. You think so? Their shows are... Yeah, their show's canceled. But aren't they already sort of launched? I mean, they've already made enough that they, they've already, they're just celebrities in their own right. They don't need the TV show anymore. I mean, that, that's, that, that is interesting. Like, I wonder if they could just launch a YouTube series because they're so famous. And like, or just, uh, I mean, now they can just go on them. speaking, yeah, speaking circuit yeah. to all these crazy nut job fucking churches in this country and just make their money that way. Did you watch the uh, clips of the Megyn Kelly interview? I, I can't watch these people. That's awful. But the, Megan I Kelly interviewed the uh, the girls who are now like in their 20s that he molested when they were younger. Both are actually kind of hot, even though it just makes me think of the mom's sloppy vagina that they came out of. <laughs> I was going to um, say, makes me think of fucking somebody off of Little House on the Prairie. Because they're sort of <laughs> the, the throwback weird. clothes and hairstyles. Cult member. But right. anyway, the girl was saying, she was like, oh yeah, my brother, he was just always just very touchy-feely. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, uh, I bet he put his dick in your mouth. No. While you were sleeping. She was sleeping. How would you I know? bet you it was very tame. I bet you it was like halfway to first base. Does that mitigate it? No, it doesn't mitigate no. it. No. Clearly not. I you know, mean, Kelly McGillis was pretty hot in a Witness, though. Oh, was yeah. that Kelly McGillis? Yeah, with uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Is that, but they were Amish in that. It was the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. But we're way off topic. We're, 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 we're talking about the oh, I'm uh, done. ghetto abortion. <laughs> it's a ghetto abortion. I don't even know if they lived in the ghetto. It's not, I mean, all signs point to yes, but, uh, you know, it's not necessary. So what happens? Like authorities come in. How do they find the girl was beaten? Did she get taken to the hospital? She got taken to the hospital. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of keeping a lot of it under wraps because she's a minor. Uh, they're still searching for the remains of her child. <laughs> Like, what are they, sifting through the fucking Weber grill? Come on. <laughs> Fuck. Well, so I guess uh, uh, the kids were taken away anyway, so. I don't know why there had to be four, four adults, four adults were involved and not one of them was like, this is pretty fucked up. <laughs> why, why don't we maybe not do this? Because it's a racket. I mean, they're, they're making, how much, what do you think they're you doing know, with all that money? One of the adults would be like, you know what? We're probably not going to get away with this and it's going to be bad for all of us. Plus, it's just highly immoral. Do you think uh, there was any drug dealing involved as well? It sounds like they had like some kind of uh, organized crime thing going on here. Well, there's no mention of it. Hmm. I think it was just just like a, bad a welfare family fraud, decisions yeah. and welfare fraud. Well, one thing I got to find out is, does cinnamon really terminate a pregnancy? <laughs> this <laughs> is good to know. I'm my wife a lot of cinnamon toast. Yeah, this is good to know, you know. Some just to cinnamon sure. toast crunch. Just, just a to, high just, cinnamon diet. Just to be sure. Uh, people, send your story to com. We got to get some phone calls. Um, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, 
inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. All right, so the first call here um, came in from a uh, rather public figure who um, is definitely in the news these days. A.D. Hey, Hans. It's me, Caitlyn Jenner. I just wanted to call and say I'm a big fan. I really love your fucking work. I'm surprised. I had no idea that Caitlyn Jenner would be a fan of the show. I didn't know Caitlyn Jenner's uh, voice was so deep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. I I guess I've never heard Caitlyn Jenner or Bruce Jenner's uh, speaking voice. But you know what? We're not a transphobic podcast. I fully support Bruce's transition into womanhood. Who is the trans that we used to have on? Or the lady? Juliet Stray. Can you call him a trans? I don't know. Tranny, I think is the proper term. No, Tranny's not. (laughs) Um, I think some of them have tried to take it back. You know, like how, you know gay people like just to call themselves queer sometimes but i think in general that's a term of abuse but uh it's a tranny's a pejorative pejorative yeah yeah um you know i i i only mean it in an endearing way but but anyway i i yeah like we support you know that movement i don't see anything wrong with it i i don't think it's that big of a deal here like i don't know if i why people in the media are like freaking out about bruce jenner i couldn't really care any I mean, care less about it. Could you imagine being the family of the woman that he killed in his car on the <laughs> Pacific Coast uh, No, it, the Pacific fact Coast that we highway? have no idea what her name is is amazing. You know? Yeah, but everyone's talking about Bruce Jenner's tits. Yeah. Nobody wants to discuss the fact that he killed a lady with his car. Yeah. By, you know, what was he? He was smoking and texting and driving on PCH, which is like a very treacherous piece of road in malibu there it's like two lanes it's really it's winding. And it was all, like there's always accidents there right and like people are driving like assholes in their maseratis and whatnot people are running across the highway running across pedestrians trying to get to the ocean no you, you have to be careful but he was Fletch being, is down there talking to norm from cheers <laughs> but he was being chased by the paparazzi so, oh yeah they uh, gotta blame the paparazzi yeah in there, right so anyway. i mean his whole career right now i mean his post Olympian career is based on the paparazzi and that's how they make all their money, but he's to blame them. We're love. But, but the thing is, and I know this is going on and on in the media, but it's like, they keep saying he's so courageous and so brave. It's like Juliet Stray is courageous. I mean, right. she like made the transition to being a, uh, a you know, a, a woman and, and a porn star at that. Like, but when she was in like high school and college, right. She had no years sort of ago. guaranteed sort of wealth, to fall back on or, you know, income stream that's going to come from all this publicity. She's got to like out there scraping. Yeah. That's the thing. Like Bruce, Bruce Jenner could transition into a unicorn and it doesn't fucking matter if you were going to be like, Oh, Bruce Jenner's a unicorn, but he doesn't have to have a job. No. You know, it's not, he doesn't have to go out and actually earn his, uh, you know, he's got so much money. He can just do whatever the fuck he wants. What about that guy who transitioned into red skull? <laughs> he's courageous. <laughs> now that is courageous. That guy. <laughs> 
Not spend these fair covers gonna have a five page article. All I'm gonna do is talk about you guys. Lance, mm. you're a sexy bitch. D not so much. <laughs> no, thank you. Anyways. Fuck both of you guys. May I please? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> and uh motherfuck that trucker Paul, bitch. That dude smokes a lot. Wow. Mm. I, Not never, a lot of love for Trucker Paul. Though. Yeah, I never would have thought they had such harsh things to say about Trucker Paul. Um, who do you think is going to be Bru- uh, Sorry, Caitlin's first girlfriend? Just a Ooh. no name or is it going to be somebody famous? That's a good question. I, I bet you it's probably going to be someone famous. I hope he dates... Because Je- she's not into dudes, right? I hope, uh, I hope uh, she dates Jessica Lange. They'd be twins. <laughs> I mean, how fucking shitty. You're Jessica Lang, you know, super successful and, and respected career in film and television. And then you're going to be compared to Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> like, what the? She doesn't need that. Well, that, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, I'm sure uh, Jessica Lang spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in plastic surgery to look the way she does at her age. Mm. And what does Bruce Jenner do? Spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to look like uh, Jessica right. Lang. I guess you she know? had it coming, right? So, What's yeah, I wonder. Uh, you know, I think a better question is, do you think Trucker Paul would fuck Caitlyn Jenner? Like, if, okay, let's just imagine no, this scenario. her boobs aren't big enough. But let's say, you know, he's a, Caitlyn Jenner ends up losing all his money, her money, ends up uh, losing the, the show, stop. being a flatso in a truck stop somewhere. Yeah, but we know that Trucker Paul doesn't like flat zones. Lot less. I mean, she's got right. boobs; they're just not very big. But they're they're not real. I mean, she gets bigger boobs. I just wonder, mm-hmm. Trucker Paul. Let us know. I wouldn't if, put it past if, if you were drunk, you know, and uh, Caitlyn Jenner slipped into the cab of your truck. Mm-hmm. What would happen? That's what I want to know. Afterwards, I want her to tell me about like you know story, regale me with tales of the Olympics. Because how many Olympians do you know? I mean, he, he wasn't just an Olympian. I mean, he was a she. Can I say he because he was a he when he did it? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was he, a great Olympian. Like yeah. a great Olympian. He like won. Didn't he win the... Uh, the, the like a decathlon or something and like broke all these records and stuff, right? I do think that... Uh, let's make a and plus he was kid plus he was kicking Van Herx the whole time. Yeah, he did have great hair back then. <laughs> I do think that uh, Caitlyn Jenner is going to be a popular Halloween costume this year for many I, guys. I find it funny that he picked Caitlyn. She picked Caitlyn. I mean, Caitlyn's what every, like, you know, yuppie, techie, mommy blogging person names their, their baby daughter, Caitlyn. I think right? it's funny that he didn't spell it with a K. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if this all is a big fuck. I mean... You know, it's a lifelong goal of his, and I'm glad that he did. She did it, but um, it it also is a big fuck you to Chris Jenner. To Chris Jenner, like, yeah. Because mm. what a harpy! <laughs> I just think that whole family just needs to just to disappear from public consciousness. They could just make yeah. life better. I mean, they have so much money. I don't know why they don't. I guess yeah. it's uh, just love of being on in front of the public eye. I would actually give a shit though if he did transition into a unicorn. Then I think that would be courageous. You know, or a dolphin or something. Um, moving on here. Second call uh, is uh, a couple guys here weighing in on the, uh, the Stella controversy. Do you remember a few weeks ago, some guy called in and was explaining to us why Stella is called wife beater? 
Yeah, but I forgot. What was it? what was the reason? Because of uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, yeah. And uh, who was it? What's his name? Blank on his name. Used to wear uh, a wife beater. He's and drink and uh, the guy guess, who was in uh, the guy who was in The Godfather. What's his Marlon name? Brando. Marlon Brando. Wear a wife Brando. beater, and he yelled Stella. So that's why this American guy is saying Stella is called wife beater. But these two English guys uh, are taking umbrage to this. Okay. Hi, I'm just calling up to uh, dispel the Stella rumor that Wanker called in last night, uh, last night, last week about. I've had a few Stellas, as you can tell. Um, it's not called the Wife Beater after some Ponzi movie with Marlon Brando. It's actually called the Wife Beater. Uh, it's named after the the Wife Beater vest, uh, the gravy stained, disgusting wire net sort of vest that you see. Uh, you know, sort of tank top drunkards wearing um, that's <laughs> you know, like a wife beater uh, you know they tend to beat their wives after a few stellars that's kind of where it came from is uh, this British, a British term is this something with just like you know whatever idiom language like they they call that it's a it's an undershirt is what I would call it not a, a vest I, a I vest would call it that in the front I would call it the Hanes tank top it's kind of like a tank top I mean what, what else would that be called I mean that that's what I've always traditionally thought a wife beater was <laughs> Who wears one that we can that is a cultural touch point? Harvey Keitel. In what? He wears those. Yeah, all the time. I don't know, but he <laughs> seems like a guy that would. Yeah, yeah, it's a tank top. It's kind of like a tank top because there's no sleeves on it, but no. it's not a vest. I mean, a vest goes but underneath the suit. Maybe they called it a maybe they call that a vest over that. You know, with all the crazy fucking cockamamie words they have for stuff. But but it is uh, you know it, it, I think it is an an, an idiom you know they're, they're calling it a vest but it's the same thing he's referring to that shitty you yeah know, key cigarette terms stained, gravy stained yeah gravy we can stained, get on that uh, and you know it has a couple holes in it top. isn't really white anymore because you know you washed it and worn it so many times so I think he's kind of saying though that uh, Stella is a drink of the lower class. Like lower class people get drunk because they're wearing these like stained shitty wife beaters. It's funny that the the you know the the base term for this shirt we're talking about, he's calling it a vest, we're calling it a tank top. But that shirt is called a wife beater over here too. And it's yeah, called well, a wife call beater over there. Beater. And I think that it's because those guys, those low-class guys wearing these tank tops, these yeah. vests, if are just drinking a lot of Stella. Wear, and if you're the type of guy who wears that thing, you know, on a daily basis, yeah. there's a high chance that you're probably also beating your wife. I'm coined by the British as, as most things are. So, uh, yeah, go fuck yourselves. Okay. And then we had another guy. We had another guy here also uh, call in Ooh. and explain his definition. Yeah, they're upset about it's it. It's a hot button issue. All right, Neil from London. Some geezer a couple of weeks ago was talking about fucking wife beater and talking some utter cock that it had to do with some fucking war wife. I don't know what the fuck the cub was going on before. Look, wife beater is simply because you drink it. You make you basically go banzai shit mental. There's something in the Stella that basically goes you makes you go mental. I've had seven pints of Stella and we had a fight with a bus driver tonight. So that geezer, a couple of weeks ago, was talking fucking bollocks. Talking about his fucking arsehole. Some fucking cog about I don't even fucking remember, but it was shit. So anyway, anybody else from the UK knows the score, the fucking wife beater is just the best. Anyway, you bunch of cunts, keep it sick, keep it wrong, and uh, yeah, keep up, keep it up. You know, I almost want to translate it for that one. <laughs> Did you I, even I know no what idea. he was saying? Something about a bus driver, and I, I don't know. 
<laughs> but there was a lot the of general. The general sense is the same thing that the last last guy said that it's more just about actually beating your wife. Yeah, it's about like you you get drunk. I mean, this guy was saying you drink a couple of stellas and go completely mental. Yeah, like it, does it have some kind of like effects on the on the. Uh, the um, Limey's DNA, like genetically, mm-hmm. like they, they maybe they get Stella. maybe they're getting different wife beater over there than we get. I mean, I, I used to drink it a lot. I, I don't know why I drink it very much anymore. I think I've switched to something else. I don't know what it would even be. I don't mind it on tap. I like it on tap. I don't like it in the bottle. You know what I think? I think I drink Trumer Pilsner now, and it's local. Not that I care about lo- local vor issues, but it's available in more places than Stella on tap, as you say. But yeah, I wonder if uh, the, you know, because don't they say sometimes like the alcohol content of certain beer differs by region? So I wonder yes. if like in the UK, maybe they, they just have a stronger Stella. Stella. Or maybe and it's kind of like, you know how Asians will drink and they have that Asian gene that they can't handle their alcohol and they get sick. <laughs> Yeah, but I think I'm genetically pretty much 99% a match to all these people in U- in the UK. So why would it affect them differently? But you me? can handle your booze. <laughs> <Sounds>. <laughs> the only beer that ever, um, that I ever felt like, wow, there's something fucked up in this beer that's just beyond what I should probably be partaking in is a beer called, actually it's a malt liquor, but let's just call it a beer. And it was called, sorry, this is going to be offensive. <laughs> It was called Crazy Horse Malt Liquor. Then you could get it in Michigan at the time. And uh, you would drink 40 ounces of it, which is what? Like three three pints? It's like three and a half beers, I think. Or three pints? And you yeah. would just fucking go off your nut. And it was almost like you were sort of hallucinating and on some kind of like hard drugs. And I don't know what the fuck was in that shit. But, you know... I. I experienced it many times. I had friends who were like hard drinkers from high school and they would come to visit. And I would say, you have to drink this crazy shit in this Ann Arbor liquor store. It's called Crazy Arbor Smart Liquor. And they'd be like, fuck off. And they would drink 140 and you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Did you ever drink it? Yeah, I've, I've had my fair share of that too. And it, it did fuck you up. They still make uh, crazy, crazy Horse. I haven't seen it I think it in one years. time I saw it in California and I definitely did not purchase it because I just like to maintain control. What that in the steel reserve? Have you ever had that? I've never. I'm sure I've had a can, but I've not enough to have. The steel reserve just has a higher alcohol content. That's why the homeless people drink it. Yeah, but it's like if you drink a few of those, you'll hallucinate, probably shit your pants, you know, whack off in a porter john. I don't really have any plans for tonight. (laughs) My wife went out of town. Hmm. Well, thanks for clarifying that uh, the Stella the Stella controversy. Um, We got one more call here. It's about a prostitute. It's sick and wrong. It's Ansel from New York. I uh, Ansel? I decided I was going to tell you guys my deepest secret, you know? <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, I never told anyone this, and uh, I was just thinking about it lately, so I figured I'd tell it to you guys. But uh, and then when I was 16, I... Um, I wanted to lose my virginity, you know what I mean? I just wanted to get laid. <clears throat> but I didn't really know any girls, so I decided to hire a prostitute. And, uh, you know, I found one, and uh, she was young, you know, she was 19. she coming to his parents' house? It's <laughs> like risky business. Prostitute. Isn't this like risky business? Uh, it could be. I thought the Tom Cruise, like, hired that black prostitute. Because <laughs> he was I, home I actually, alone. I don't know if I ever actually watched that movie. It wasn't that good. 
it's been it's been years. But anyway, it sounds a lot like risky business. Hmm. And um, she's from kind of like a ghetto area oh. near where I live, and racial with this. I'm a white guy, and you know she she was both she's black, and um, you know we hooked it up, and I was so nervous, you know, and I it just. You know, we uh, ended up having sex, and I just couldn't come. And, um, you know, I was wearing a condom and stuff, and, Good uh, and you know, I just couldn't do it, couldn't come. And uh, she was nice, though, and I ended up, I think I ended up making some food for her. And then she offered, you <laughs> White know, she food. Yeah, well, what did this, this 16-year-old, yeah, what did this 16-year-old cook? Like, Kraft macaroni and cheese? Yeah. It's like, let me, uh... Let me make food. So does that count? I mean, did he technically lose his virginity? Hmm. What, what question for the ages? Yeah, I wonder. I mean, if you don't blow it, but you actually have your penis inside a vagina. But he didn't blow. I his would load. say, yeah. I guess he penetrated. The I mean, vagina. once you get it in there, that's yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> then he cooks some food. What a gentleman! Good. Hook me up with some acid, which I had never done before. <laughs> so. You know, she goes and uh, wow. calls someone. Some it's other guy day. comes over, and he was fucking sketchy. So there's, it was just me in my house. My parents were out of town. Did you get robbed? I mean, the, the guy invites a hooker and her pimp over, her pimp slash drug addict. They're doing LSD. You're doing LSD. This is this. I, I'm interested to hear the outcome of this story. Does not sound like something you should try at home. And to me now, this prostitute and this sketchy ass like 40 year old black drug dealer all just in my house and i was just kind of getting ready to get robbed yeah and Imagine. um so anyway we you know her and i took acid and um i ended up having a horrible just a terrible bad trip and uh freaking out on her and she just left and i just had a bad trip and um you know pretty much freaked out and had like a panic attack in my house and uh yeah so that was a story of how i lost my virginity i mean i don't even know if it counts i mean i had sex later but i don't know oh, if yeah, that counts later. as losing it's my virginity because i didn't come and then i decided to do acid with her and had a bad trip and it was probably the most embarrassing experience of my life and no one really? else knows about it sick and wrong but now you do. All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks for doing. Thanks for doing the show. Keep up the good work. I'll talk to you guys. If that's the <laughs> if that's the most embarrassing moment of your life, I think you're doing pretty well. I mean, I can think of like sixteen or seventeen things I've done that were may, way more embarrassing than that. Just like immediately. Yeah. No. Like yesterday, I did some more. You embarrassing got a hooker. You couldn't blow your load, and then you did acid and had a bad trip. What's fucking embarrassing about that? Yeah, who cares? And it's not actually to mention, pretty cool. But not to mention, who do you have to be embarrassed in front of? No one right. knows. I mean, it's like the hooker well, the knows, pro, but the, the hooker left. Knows. Yeah, you can't blow your she doesn't load. doesn't remember you at all. You lose your boner. It's like you're probably one of 30 guys that she had sex with that day. That's the only thing I can even think is sort of remotely embarrassing. I mean, it's it sucks to have a bad trip, but I, I'm not embarrassed about it. Well, I guess, you know, he didn't go into detail about what happened when he freaked out on her. Did he attack her? Did he rub shit in her face? Like something <laughs> something embarrassing could have occurred there. It seems like he was telling us most of the details that he could remember. How, but I think there's a lot of lessons that can be learned from this story. Really? 
Yeah. <laughs> what are they? Just, just a couple. Maybe it's not a good idea to invite a prostitute to your parents' house. Why? Nothing bad happened? Well... Yeah, the potential can be kind of high. But that's not a lesson from the story. The lesson from the story is, actually, it's probably going to turn out fine. Okay, all right. Well, how about this? Probably not a good idea to, to uh, trip on acid with these strangers. One of them being a prostitute, one of them being a potential pimp. Especially after your first sexual experience. Because you're going to yeah. be having weird thoughts, even if you're not on LSD. Buy LSD from the prostitute, but then save it for a couple days later once you've processed this... Uh, you know, big moment in your life. I, the, the situation, I don't think, was uh, was was good for uh, for a trip like that. Tripping on acid, I think you have to be aware of what's your surroundings, your environment. And Maybe I think, have a longtime friend, not a prostitute that you just yeah, met, a shaman to hang around with. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, the prostitute and the pimp probably not the best people to trip with. Right. You need a, what do they call that? Like a people who really like acid, spirit uh, guide or shaman. Yeah, well, isn't there a non, not as lame of a, uh, just like a, like a trip coach or buddy drug buddy, or drug, drug buddy, buddy. Yeah, drug, drug buddy. buddy. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. If you're in first time you trip on anything like mushrooms or acid, you should probably have right. a drug buddy. And I mean, he didn't even mention if he had like the Spaceballs DVD out in the open where he knew where it was. That's to me as a key thing to have if you're tripping on acid. I do kind of find it funny though, that this uh, prostitute, I wonder how, this must be from the nineties. Cause I don't know how many prostitutes would come over and be like, have LSD. You want to do some acid? Let's trip on acid. You know? Could you imagine if his parents had come home early? Yeah. Now that would have been comedic. Hi. <laughs> this is my friend Candy. <laughs> We're just hanging out. We're not on drugs. I promise. <laughs> and this is her buddy, Ghostface Killer. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't think that would have worked very well. Mm. But hey, probably not a good idea to. I, I, don't, I actually do think it's a good idea to lose your virginity to a prostitute. She's a professional. I think it's a great idea. You know, you can't perform. It's not like she's going to laugh at you. Wrap up Scar the rascal. You for life. Though, right? Definitely wrap up the rascal, though. Uh, people call the show 206 666 3846. As I mentioned last week, we have posted the archives. We have the first uh, six years for sale. On the, the Sick and Wrong Podcast site, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on archives. It's like the last page. You can, you can buy the whole year, year one through six. And they're $6.66 because it's evil to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, iTunes, yes, yeah, subscribe to the show on iTunes and uh, leave us a comment, leave us a rating. You know, we, we do appreciate that. You know, I was checking it the other day, Wackerly, and we got this uh, pretty good comment here that came from a chick who's like a new listener. Like, she just, she just clicked in and uh, she was checking it out and, and, and felt the need to, to uh, leave a comment. Reason being is because I've been bitching about uh, not getting any comments in a while. Right. But uh, her name, her name is Giga Tiga. And she wrote, one of my new favorites, five stars. She goes, I just discovered the podcast because of the podcast awards. I didn't even know that uh, we were being advertised on that. She goes, and I've been listening to tons of back episodes. On episode 469, you said you hadn't gotten a review in months, so I felt compelled to oblige. She goes, I don't know all the inside jokes, but I do love listening. I'll, I'll figure them out eventually. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Download this shit today. Also, my cat's name is Diddle. Hmm. So that, that's interesting. That's a good, that's a good comment because we learned something about Giga Tiga that she has a cat. She named it Diddle. And she's also, uh, you know, enjoying listening to the, uh, the older episodes. And that's the thing, people. You don't need to be uh, scared off or frightened by these inside jokes because they're stupid. And they don't really mean anything. They have no bearing on your life. 
Yeah. You know? But eventually, when you listen to enough episodes, you can uh, make sense of the malarkey. Fun show to listen to. So, uh, yeah. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, if you want to buy a print or a t-shirt, we have a few prints left. Um, we also have a few mediums and smalls left. Uh, no larges or extra large shirts available at this time. So, go to sickwrongpodcast.com uh, slash store. And uh, if you buy a shirt, I'll throw in a, a print as well as some stickers. People don't always get whatever size shirt they want from the Cafe Press store. Cafe Press store. It, there's Which a link to it. There's also a link yeah. on the website. So and there you can get like a variety of shirts, any size. Um, Sick Wrong Song of the Week came in from Clinton. Uh, he wrote, I know you guys are Rocky Erickson fans. Have you heard this cover from Ghost? You know the band Ghost? Uh-uh. I think they might change their name to Ghost BC now, but uh, they, they uh, covered the song "If You Have Ghosts," which is a uh, Rocky Erickson song. Yeah, I know off, that a, one. off the evil one, Rocky Erickson. That, that guy is a great musician. Remember when we saw him? Crazy though. Oh, he's whacked. He's another. Mm-hmm. That guy. LSD I, right there. Right? I bet you that guy probably banged a prostitute. It didn't go too well. He took some acid. Never came back to reality. Mm-hmm. But yet he was in a, an amazing band. And, th- and that album, The Evil One, is probably one of my favorite rock records. It is pretty good. It's good. I like the one after that, too, the more uh, softer side, whatever that one's called. That one's yeah. like a bit more mellow. Right. It's but good, yeah, it's though. Rocky Erickson, The Aliens. But uh, this song is, uh, they do a good cover, Ghost. Mm-hmm. If You Have Ghosts by uh, Rocky Erickson, um, covered by the band Ghost. It's a ghost many times in that. Uh, thanks Clinton for sending that in people will be back next week with episode 487 till then take it easy good night if you have ghosts you have everything if you have ghosts you have everything you can say anything you want and you can do anything you want to do if you have You have everything One never does that One never does that You can call it surprise, there it is And a part of it is me 